Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bryson here. I am back with my good pal, LB. What is going on, LB? Mr. Bryson, how you doing, buddy? I, uh, I'm off to a good start. I had my mic muted for a second there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's always something. Oh, I just wait. I just wait like, ah, yeah, we'll just restart it again like we've done a million times before. <laughs> I'm like sitting there. I started talking and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Probably not good. Good way to start. This podcast is the best. <laughs> it, it's very good, idiots. All right, LB. Uh, for the people that want to know, I'm up here. LB moved. I'm back in mass for the month. And LB, I just wanted to let you know that everyone, you know, you you told me that everyone would be enticed by my southern charm, which was just nuts to me and everyone around me back where I live, because it's uh, <laughs> not um, about. 30 minutes south of where I'm at is like the re- like where the real south starts beginning. So I'm like, I'm still kind of, I'm a city boy, like to the people around me. But when I came up here and I first went to the, the internship I'm at, uh, everyone calls me, like calls me the Southern gentleman. And like, even the family I'm living with, like they, they refer to me as like a Southern, like a Southern gentleman. And like, people have talked <laughs> about my accent and like, uh, People talk about corrupting the nice, polite Southern boy. So I guess I'm doing something right, putting on an act. I guess everyone loves it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I, I, it is, it is a very unique thing, because even for myself, um, I, I used to work at some place. I had like a part-time job somewhere, and there was this dude that started working there, and he was from Florida, and he had like the deep, deepest Southern drawl, and just the way he acted, and I was like, dude, like, it's, this is so badass, like, I just thought it, I thought it was really cool, because, like, you see it in movies, you see it on TV, but it's usually fake, it's not genuine, you know what I mean? So when you're around it, the real deal, and it's a genuine, you know, it, it is a pretty neat thing, um, and this kid was, like, he wasn't even, like, you know, how like, you're a big muscular guy, you go to the gym, you know, it seems like you do pretty well with the ladies, this kid was not like that, he was ugly, but I swear, in the in the months I knew this kid, he was getting like really good looking girls, and it, it to me it was just it was I was like, how is this kid just he just moves here from a different state and doesn't know anybody and he's picking up hot chicks and he was honestly ugly and like he had all these horrible tattoos that didn't look good, but I don't know, man. I think you're right. It's that southern charm. I honestly don't know what it is. I'm just gonna have to like just keep talking. Like I just, I'm a, I'm usually a pretty quiet person around people I don't know, but I'm just gonna have to keep talking. And Connor Boris enters the room off like the a lecture. coward. Off oh my goodness, <laughs> he's gonna do shameful things that we're gonna hear about later. Hopefully, I can hear it right now. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping I can like hear hear some stuff going on back there. Tell Boris I said hi, my buddy Boris. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm supposed to keep him in line. I mean, people won't know the story at all, but I'm here to keep him in line. And let's just say that he is uh, not doing not doing what he should be doing right now. If he's, he's a handful, hunter. he's absolutely a handful. LB, I will we'll talk about a lot of lot more mass stuff and the differences and whatnot. I'm sure we're gonna laugh about that later. But 
everyone else is like, come on, guys, talk about the effing Patriots. So here we go. <laughs> so, you know, there, someone put it this way to me. If, if you started Gronk's career the day he was drafted and you said, yeah, you know, this guy that got drafted by the Patriots is going to get into the Hall of Fame before Tom Brady. Would you, would that not be the wildest thing? And now they just signed Ben Watson, who's 38. It's honestly incredible. I remember the night that Gronk was drafted and he came out. I know now it's a bigger deal because they've talked about it um, in different, different specials. And they said, actually, that the Patriots had called. Um, when Gronk was on the stage with his family dancing around, I guess that Bill had called or somebody had called and said, hey, you know, tell this, tell him to get off the stage. Like, that's enough. They didn't really like it. Um, I remember watching it that night. I said, I, I just looked over to my dad. I said, boy, you know, I think it's really cool how excited he is. And I, you know, I thought it was awesome that he was so excited because who doesn't want to see guys, ex- you know, so often we hear about players hating the Patriots or, you know, like they. They have these preconceived notions in their head. You know, Trent Brown talked about it a little bit this year that when he, before he got traded here, he had heard all these things about the Patriots. And so when Gronk was drafted by the Patriots and you saw the genuine excitement and how happy he was, it was something that was so cool. And to think that that big goofball who was dancing around on the stage of this, you know, with all of his meathead brothers is getting into the Hall of Fame before Brady is just crazy. I remember when Watson was drafted, too. I actually think Watson's a better player now than he was when he was first here, which is also weird. Yeah, he definitely is. And the sad thing is, LB, he's going to come straight onto the field and be way better than Dwayne Allen in his first game. Like, he's going to have, like, four catches, and we're going to be like, holy cow. But the other thing about Ben Watson <laughs> is, uh, like, people, people are remembering Gronk in this weird way. Like, he had a good playoffs. But he wasn't like an he wasn't himself in in the regular season by any means, and I think big big uh, I keep calling what I'm calling Big Ben, old Ben Watson. He'll be above average, and that's all you need from Ben Watson tight end position, because Dwayne Allen could never even think about being above average because he he is definitely an extra tackle, and this is disgusting to watch. And so I'm glad Dwayne Allen is out of here, and they got they got Ben Watson. And maybe they can make a trade for another tight end, maybe. But with and what we're going to talk about with the rest, the rest of the wide receivers is, I'm not too worried about getting another tight end because the Patriots are. It seems like they're replacing Gronk's production with just a just a bunch of bigger receivers. Like Harry's a big receiver. I kind of think of him as like as a move tight end. Like he's not going to line up on the line, but he plays in the slot. He'll play outside, similar to Hernandez. Like, Hernandez played in the slot. He played outside. He played everywhere. Harry won't line up in line, but that's how I kind of see Harry. Then they have Demarius Thomas, who's the same way. He can move around. He's big. So, they, they're they not – I don't really see the point of just, like, trading for trading for a tight end just because it's that his he has tight end as, as his position when they have a bunch of these big wide receivers. Josh Gordon, if he, if he plays – Dontro and then they just signed who's kind of a bigger guy as well like they have a bunch of big guys I like it and in the years past the Patriots and especially Tom Brady at times struggled to throw outside the numbers and now they have Edelman James White all those other guys to work the middle and now they have guys who can actually work the outside which you think if you think about it Brady always gets these guys that work the inside really good but now they have receivers that can catch the ball catch screens take off like Chris Hogan wasn't doing that 
Chris Hogan wasn't doing any of that. So they can, no. they can threaten you on the outside. They can catch balls yards after the catch. I like this group. And we're going to – should we talk about our boy, Dove? You know what, Bryson? I like you. And just before – and I would love to talk about Dove, actually. And um, just before I – you said something a minute ago that was honestly great, and I'm happy that you said it. You said about how people are now remembering Gronk like he was – prime Gronk last year, but I specifically recall one game. I want to say it was the Bills game. I don't even know if he had any catches, honestly. He might have had one, and it was said that after the game, people that watched the film said he wasn't doubled all day. Nobody, Teams were not doubling, um, double-covering Gronk to the extent last year, like in years past. They just weren't. So now a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, Gronk's gone, and that's going to you know, that's going to affect the wide receivers because there won't be as many doubles. Well, the truth of the matter is that they weren't being doubled as much last year. Uh, Gronk wasn't being doubled as much last year anyways. He just wasn't drawing as many doubles. Teams caught on that he wasn't the same guy um, rather quickly. If, of course, uh, you know, one guy who did give him, gave him pride Gronk respect was um, Patricia, who remember, I, I don't remember, he had like three guys just hitting him at the line. And somehow they beat the Patriots, you know, the fucking fat weirdo scientist that we just, we hate. We hate that. We hate Matt Patricia. Um, he treated but of course, Gronk like a gunner. He, he did. I, I'm so I'm, I'm so happy you said that. I think that you said that at that time. You said about how they gave him gunner treatment, and it was. And people said, "Oh, that's actually brilliant." And it's like, no. Looking back at it, he was like the only guy all year who gave him that much respect. You know. And so I just think back. You know, Gronk wasn't quite the same guy at that point. And like you just said, Dwayne Allen sucked. Ben Watson. Still pretty good. You know, he's, he's an above-average player. He's probably their, their number one tight end right now. And quickly about, um, you said about the bigger receivers. Brady DeGordon actually had a, a buddy, Dwayne, uh, at Brady DeGordon, had a nice tweet earlier. It was about how much how much bigger the receivers are. Harry, 6'3", Gordon, 6'3", Thomas, 6'3", Inman, 6'3", Maurice Harris, which is a guy that, um, that you told us, you know, about a month before they signed him. You told me specifically that the Patriots had interest in him, and they signed him rather quickly in the process. Um, Xavier Ubosi probably, you know, won't make the team six, three Jacoby Myers, who's an interesting guy for me, had a ton. He led all the, everything in college football in the slot last year. He's six, two Demond Patterson probably doesn't probably won't hear it from him again. Six, two, but Edelman five, 10 Dorsett five, 10 Barrios five, nine Davis five, nine. But now I want you to please get to that dove tweet because I think me and you and I both have a lot to say about what he tweeted. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. But actually that reminds me. I don't like a lot of people have asked me to talk about the undrafted free agents the Patriots sign, and we do this every year. Like, remember Austin Carr? Like, these guys might be good players, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually wait a little bit to to see him on the field and see what's going on there because you have people on Twitter claiming that so and so is gonna make the 53, but if you think about it, you might hate Dorsett, but he's actually played on an NFL team, and these guys really haven't. All right, so to the Dove tweet, he says. This year's team is not as, and wide receivers, or I don't know if he was talking about weapons overall, is not as good as last year's team. And last year, you you guys have to think, Riley McCarron started a game. Edelman didn't play the first four games. He was suspended. It, It was legitimately, aside from Edelman's first year starting, the worst group of wide receivers I've ever seen for uh, Brady almost said Thomas Brady. No clue why I almost said Thomas Brady. <laughs> it was the worst, worst crew of wide receivers for Brady. But now DK Metcalf at wide receiver Tom Brady. Oh, good grief! See now they have Edelman, Edelman, Harry, Inman, and Dorsett. 
versus Edelman, Hogan, Dorsett, Patterson, but take out Edelman for four games and you had Hogan playing wide receiver one, just compare Hogan and Harry. And Harry's, it's, I don't even think that's even going to be close. And then Patterson, I mean, we love Patterson, but it's not like he was crushing it every week at the wide receiver position. Half the time, Brady was telling him what to do, what routes to go to, because the guy, as as we put it on this podcast, he the only thing separating Cordell Patterson from a Hall of Fame is rare stupidity. So, no, you you were very you really loved his talent level. You were, you know, you I know you were a big Patterson guy. You often talked about how talented he was. So, yeah, he's, a, he's mean, the most talented running back on the team we had last year. <laughs> I mean, the guy did. It is amazing that they put him at running back, and he was running dudes over. And it was – he didn't look lost at running back, which is honestly just incredible that he did that. i got to give the guy props for that. That was impressive. It's like a peewee coach with, the, like, the really talented player. Like, just give him the ball. Just hand him <laughs> off to him. He's really good. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I'm, and it's funny you say that. I remember when I – that was the first time we ever – one of the first times we had done a pod was after um, – maybe that was my second, my second time podding with you. But um, it, the way Patterson ran was – it was like Pop Warner style. They just said, give him the ball, just run straight. You see the hole, hit the hole, and run hard. That's all he did, and it worked. At times, I know that you love to bring up those pictures of Sony seeing holes and, you know, cutting out of the hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. There were so many Sony jerseys at Patriots Place today at the pro shop. Did you, were you okay? Did you vomit or did you buy one? How did it go? Are you okay? How are you feeling now? <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I really wanted, I was thinking about, I, I would almost get a James White one, but then I remembered James White was like nowhere to be found in, the, in Super Bowl 53. I saw Kyle Van Noy and actually, Kyle Van Noy had a pretty good back and forth with me, so I was almost, I was almost there to get the Kyle Van Noy to drop the money on the Kyle Van Noy jersey, but I did not. He'd actually be a cool one to have. Kyle Van Noy's a cool dude. I like him. I, I could definitely see the, uh, see the Lauren buying a Van Noy jersey. He's an interesting guy. Very underrated player. Very underrated. He's he's really good. I love him. All right, so LB. So in conclusion. If Gordon plays, now let's say if Gordon doesn't play, you ha- Demarius Thomas is already running. And for people that know about Achilles injuries, he, it's four months post-op. He's running. Usually doesn't happen until, I want to say, like month five or six. So he's way ahead of schedule. He's running and stuff. It doesn't look great, but of course he tore his Achilles. So maybe he's only pupped for two or three, four games, or maybe he actually starts the season. So you have Demarius Thomas. Edelman, Harry, and Demarius Thomas, your wide receiver three, and Dorsett for wide receiver four, and or Inman, whoever battles out between that, whoever gets, I think Inman would win over Dorsett. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit, but that's kind of the group you're going with without Josh Gordon. Now, if you have Josh Gordon, then you have Edelman, Harry, Gordon, Demarius Thomas, and in that case, that's a really good group. Like, that is a really good group. (laughs) A really good group. Like, Josh Gordon saved the season last year and just because of how bad the wide receivers are. And now you upgrade there, and you have solid Ben Watson, who's probably going to have 500, 600 yards, maybe. Maybe that's his peak. You know, I personally, um, the way Dove, Dove, whatever the hell you say Dove, I don't know, I whatever, Dove. The way he, he said it and he kept on 
kind of changing his own his own rules. He kept saying, "Oh, you know, this is this has to do with the start season," but yet he counted uh, he counted Edelman and Gordon for last year, but he wasn't counting Gordon for this year. And I said, "Okay, well, if you said outlook." So if you said outlook, what do you mean by that? And then he said something about start the season. And I said, well, last year to start the season, they didn't have Edelman or Gordon. So you can cross them off. So if you're going to, but he kept saying, well, I'm going to count Gordon for 2018, but not for 2019. Well, if we're going to do that, why not just count them for either year? Since we're talking, in my opinion, we're talking about starting the season. So to start the season right now, we'll just cross Gordon off the list for 2018 and 2019. If you, you see what I'm saying here, we just yeah. we won't count them. So a year ago today and a year ago right now, which wide receiver group are you taking? I'm pretty sure they were hyping up Kenny Britt at this time last year. Uh, yeah, I was. That was disgusting. Oh, I don't know if I didn't, I'm, I didn't mean to call you. I, I didn't know if you were. I just remember a lot of people were. It wasn't yeah. just you. There was a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, I think it was a lot of people because it was Alonzo and I. Like I remember when Kenny Britt, there was talks maybe when he came back or like there was discussions of him coming back or whatnot. And I think I literally tweeted choo choo Kenny Britt hype chain or something like that. And like in all caps, I remember the exact moment I was after work one day. Yeah. This, this Kenny Britt times. Like we were, we were clamoring for Kenny freaking Britt. Like it was, See? it was disgusting. It's not even close, man. Like this, like this trio of wide receivers, like it's not close. I don't care. I don't care if Gronk's not there. I don't care at all. Like, Dontro Inman is a pretty good player. He might beat out Phil Dorsett for the wide receiver four position. And then you, a lot of people like Varios, which I really don't, and he might not make well, the team. Just a couple years ago, I believe in 2016, Dontro Inman, 58 catches, 810 yards, 14 yards per grab, four touchdowns. Pretty damn good. That was out in L.A. with Phillip Rivers. Um, he's had some trouble sticking to a roster for whatever reason the past couple years. But last year, in nine games on the Colts, Andrew Luck, 28 grabs, 304 yards, 10.9 yards per catch, three touchdowns. That was in nine games, of course. Phil Dorsett, second year on the Patriots offense, fourth year as a pro. With Tom Brady at quarterback, 32 catches, 290 yards. That's 9.1 yards per catch, which, Bryson, you probably know this already. That is not good. Um, two touchdowns. So. Inman in nine games beat Dorsett in just about every stat. He had less receptions, but he actually had more yards on less, more touchdowns as well. So I think Dorsett, this is something that you said before we got started here, and I actually think it might be true. I think Dorsett could be, he might not even be a Patriot come September. You know, if, if it comes and he has a big September, you know, you know, maybe we're just idiots or whatever. I don't know. But who really cares? I just, I'm not a huge Dorsett's going to be great guy. Remember, great. That was the word that uh, our buddy used. Philip Dorsett is great. He said Dorsett's had two years now. He didn't crack 200, 200 yards his first season here, which was understandable for his first year in the system. Then the next year comes, and I'm a person who said that I thought Dorsett could be 70, 75% of Cook's production, which is essentially seven, 700, 700, 700, 750 yards, whatever you want to say, and just been super let down. And uh, Phil Dorsett has shown, you know, he has those flashes and moments where he'll run a good route. And in the playoffs, he had a playoff touchdown that was pretty good. But he's playing with Tom F. and Brady, and he's not producing the way that I think he should be. 
So he's just he's just a guy. Like he's just a guy. Maybe he makes a team. He probably does make a team as the fourth, fifth. If Demarius Thomas doesn't play, he might even get suspended. We don't know if Demarius Thomas is going to get suspended yet. Don't know what the status of Josh Gordon is, but at the worst, let's say Demarius Thomas is out of the equation, then you still have Harry, Dontrell Inman, Julian Edelman, and Phil Dorsett as wide receiver four, which he was wide receiver two to start the season last season. So it's not close in my opinion. It's not close at all. I, I'm happy that you said that because let's cross Josh Gordon off the list. Let's cross Demarius Thomas off the list. And I'll, we'll go back to I'll, – I'll really go back to DT, DT in a second, Thomas. Um, I won't even discuss Gordon right now when we discuss the wide receiver group because he's just such an unknown. Harry, Inman, Harris, who for whatever reason, you, you kind of have me big on that guy, and Dorsett. I like that group better because Edelman is there than I liked last year's group going into the year. Wide receiver one was Philip Dorsett week one last year. I mean, what are we doing here? Chris Hogan was just, you know, maybe a year ago today, maybe a year ago today we would have felt a little different because, you know, we, I personally thought Hogan would have a good year. I thought contract year, um, he's going to get a lot more targets. He's going to produce. Boy, was I wrong. He was just bad all year. Um, I just I like this group of wide receivers now. Demarius Thomas, like you said, he's running. Um, I know that you specifically broke down every single uh, catch he had or target last year that he had. You did a little a little thread about it, and I think that you look at it and people think, oh, you know, Thomas wasn't didn't do that much when he got after he after he left, left Denver. Well, look, it's difficult for wide receivers to go from one. How many guys go from one team to another team and produce? mid-season like that. Josh Gordon really did a fabulous job of that last year. Coming to the Patriots, complicated system, not an easy system to pick up. We've seen so many guys, veterans, experienced guys, come in and just not be able to figure it out. From Joey Galloway to, to guys like, I don't know, the list, the list is pretty big. And Josh Gordon actually did it, which tells me, by the way, Gordon actually has a pretty high football IQ for a guy who just seems to just smoke weed, do drugs, and never play. The guy seems to understand football. Um, you just, I just feel like Thomas is a big factor here. If Thomas is any, any, anything left in the tank at all, and you pair him with Harry and Edelman's in the slot, and Inman or Dorsett, those guys do something. I don't think that's a terrible group at all. I know somebody out there said that this is the best wide receiver group in the NFL. I wouldn't go that far, but I'll tell you that it's that two months ago it was the arguably the worst group in the NFL, and now I'd say that they're at least in the top 15 range, if that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Like this is like at the peak, the very peak. If, if Gordon, if Gordon plays DT's healthy, then Demarius Thomas is your wide receiver four. you have Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Nikhil Harry and Demarius Thomas. Like that's an insane, insanely talented room, but that's the peak. So I'm really, I'm I'm really happy about this wide receiver group now. What they did in the draft. I'm not going to bitch about tight end. They have Ben Watson, and maybe ASJ plays. I don't know. I don't know if Lacoste is going to make the team, but uh, maybe he does uh, something, which I highly doubt. We see this every year. Like every year, the like there's some name guy. Like oh, it's Lacoste season. Like because they trade for Lacoste. Like it was Hollister season. Dwayne yep. Allen season. Happens every time, man. Zach Sudfeld. 
Yeah, Sudfeld. Oh God, those were the dark days. See that that that's exactly what the Patriots did when when uh, Hernandez did Hernandez things. The next, the very next draft, everyone clamored, including me, to draft a tight end, and they did not, and ended up working out in their favor. And the, I, th- I think people too often they look at the draft and they think that these rookies just come in and they just they just make big impacts, and that's not how it goes. Which is why I don't think you should draft for need. Because the team is just like you're drafting rookies for the future. Like you don't, you're not really drafting rookies for next year. Like it's nice when J.C. Jackson plays and Sony Michelle plays, but like guys mostly don't play in the first year. So it's kind of pointless to just draft and draft these dudes just because next year you need a guy. Well, if you build your team to where you need to rely on a rookie every single year, then your team sucks. Look around the NFL. Quickly, quickly, I just want to stop you there for one second. Now, that's something that Dov said yesterday when we discussed this current wide receiver group. He kept saying, I don't know how you can look at Harry and really count him. And, you know, he's right. He's not wrong, okay? Not a lot of guys come in here and produce as rookies. But at the same time, I feel differently about Harry. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the, the stuff I've seen on him, his size, the look of him, his game. I feel like he translates so well to the NFL, and I feel like specifically he translates unreal to the Patriots' offense. He feels different than me, to me than Chad Jackson did or Aaron Dobson did, who, by the way, actually did produce a little bit as a rookie. It wasn't pretty, don't get me wrong, but you know, a lot of that was because he also had no choice. But Tompkins actually did some good things as a rookie, but he kind of was a head case, and it after him up after that touchdown catch versus the Saints, things went downhill for him quickly. But your thoughts on Harry? What do we expect from him? Because I don't know why I have a good feeling about him as a rookie. Yeah, he's a lot different than Dobson uh, Thompson's. More, more, uh, more similar to Mitchell in that he can, uh, you can take him around the formation. Like he'll play in the slot, he'll play outside. You can throw screens at him. He can, he can get by people. He's going to catch a ball in the middle of the field and take it for more yards. Like, this guy can do a whole lot of stuff. So I think that's a that's a good measure for a rookie contributing is that he can play multiple positions on the field, which is why they drafted him. Like, Aaron Dobson really wasn't wasn't moving around all around the field, and, like, neither was Kimbrell Tompkins. And, like, Harry was Harry carried that offense at Arizona State. Like, this, he's good. Like, he's a good player. Like, one of my friends comped him to Brandon Marshall – and I think that's a pretty good comp because Marshall went around the field. He he wasn't like an insane separator, but he could get by you at times. And he would just catch the ball and bully people after the catch. He'd take screens to the house. He'd go over the middle of the field. Like, that's Harry. I love that comp because I was always a big Marshall guy. I loved Brandon Marshall. I didn't love Brandon Marshall off the field because, you know, not even his off the field, off the field stuff, just kind of his overall attitude. Um, I'll never forget when Josh McDaniel showed up in Denver, he was punting footballs around the field, but <laughs> he was punting footballs around the practice field, which was honestly funny as hell. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't want him anywhere near the Patriots at that time, you know, but as a player, I absolutely loved Brandon Marshall, the football player. He had, I believe it was 22 or 23 receptions in one game. The guy, he was, they called him machine Marshall for a reason. He was a machine. He was a great punter too. Patriots could use him <laughs> instead of uh, drafting that punter. They should have just signed Brandon Marshall dual threat. Oh brother. I'd love to see it. It, it That's totally Bill Belichick drafting the water. <laughs> not only can play every position on the field, but also can punt the ball. 
Like, <laughs> like you just know he's in his office. Like, yep, Brandon Marshall, he can, he can kick punts. You know, he can he can punt the ball if our guy gets like, what if our guy takes a, takes a helmet to the knee? Like, yeah, we'll just throw out Marshall. Hey, by the way, do you remember that game against the Broncos where Brady had like a sixty some yard punt? I believe I do. I think they ran it from like um, and you knew something was up with it from the start because he lined up pretty deep back on the shotgun, and then I think he kind of as uh, he went back even a little further. Like it's so obvious when he's about to punt because Brady lines up. They try to make it look like shotgun, but I mean, come on, you know. But Brady's actually a pretty good punter. He's done it a few times in his career. Um, I want to say that might be. Are we we're talking? I think probably Christ. 14 years ago or so or are we t- he might have actually done uh, it in 2011 it was it was against tebow because it started a fight so 2011 that's yeah. that's the one i'm picturing right now and i remember he had done it earlier in his career maybe versus miami but the one you're talking about i absolutely remember 2011 good stuff tom brady good at literally everything except for catching passes in the super bowl which by the way <laughs> <laughs> like tore his knee last year or whatever ah. it was on that play. Oh my God. And the Patriots just, you know, we, we Josh McDaniels, man, the guy, you know, he had a, a dual threat wide receiver punting footballs around the practice field and he traded his ass. Guy can punt the ball for you. He can catch 20 passes in a game. He has a quarterback who clearly can't catch for Dick, you know, and he just keeps throwing passes to him. Maybe it's fire Josh McDaniels season. Um, I don't remember what, actually it might've been 2015, 2016, maybe it was a year after, but Brady had, I want to say it was, uh, I want to say he rolled his ankle because of an Indomitian Sioux game. I want to say he stepped on his ankle. And then after that, he was just lumbering around and had his ankles were heavily taped. And there was a play where uh, someone reversed reversed field and Brady like was a lead blocker and just looked like uh, he looked handicapped. I'm just gonna put he just looked he looked handicapped and it was the and then I I would never sit to myself and say yeah you know what we need to do throw the ball to Tom Brady the guy who literally he, he might be the most unathletic person to ever walk this field. Let's let's you know what we gotta get Brady more involved in the offense. Let's run some. I want to draw up a few plays. We can get him out in open space. Maybe show off his. Uh, maybe, then let's draw up a couple plays where we can get him in front, lead blocker. Because there's there's a few things that I think of when I think of Tom Brady. I think he's probably an excellent blocker. Which if you've ever seen him go down a slide, um, you know I'm not gonna insult Brady, but he. How do I put this without sounding like a dick? Um, doesn't strike me as a guy who would, I, I don't know how to say this because I feel like people will be offended no matter what. So maybe I just won't say anything, but I'll just say, I wouldn't send Brady. Just look at Brady go down a slide. I'm sure everybody's seen the picture where he's got his hands up like, woo, and I don't know. <laughs> he's just not the guy I would have leading, you know, out front for my running back. Just, I don't know. I'll leave it alone. We love Tom Brady. No Tom Brady slander. <laughs> Yeah, this is the and the funny thing is like a lot of quarterbacks. If you suggested that you're gonna throw a pass to him, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, yes, I can absolutely catch the ball." Yep, yep. We let's let's have more of those plays actually. But when they when they happen to Tom Brady, he's like, "Yeah, I don't really want to be catching passes." <laughs> well, it's amazing too because the Patriots back 2015 was just a disastrous year. Um, seems like we keep going back to it right now. Um, 
if you remember, the Patriots did that dumbass drop kick versus the Eagles, and the Eagles went on. They scored, I, I don't know, 30-some unanswered points or 28 unanswered points, whatever it was. I think they were up 14 nothing, and then the Eagles just scored a bunch of points unanswered. The Patriots actually threw a pass to Brady. Brady caught it and had a nice play, and then just a couple years later, Brady drops it in the Super Bowl, and which, you know, you can argue, too. Not just the ball placement on the throw. You know, Brady probably still should have caught it, whatever. But he's not a wide receiver, same time. So maybe the ball, maybe the ball should have been drilled in there. It really wasn't a great play call anyways. Because I think it was on second down, second and 10. Brady was having a – Brady was – which, you know, he finished the night with over 500 yards. It's not like he couldn't complete a pass or something. It was kind of a weird play call on second down. I don't know. It was definitely weird. Let's just not throw the ball to Tom Brady anymore. No, thank you. Let's let let Tom Brady do the throwing. I think that everybody should agree on that, honestly. Except for Bill. Bill would rather have Jimmy G throwing. (laughs) I was actually, I I went up to TB12 today, and and ironically, Jimmy G was still sitting outside. (laughs) In a big-ass beard. Oh, man. And and then the story, um, which... uh, Everybody, every Pats fans get so mad, and I love the Patriots. I love our fans, but God, they get so mad if you say that story, and they're like, "Oh, Tom would never do that." Tom loves Jimmy G. You know, they're spotted at these different things together. Like, oh yeah, they hate each other, don't they? And it's like, guys, I promise you, Tom Brady doesn't hate him anymore, but he fucking hated his ass when he was here. I have no doubts. Every picture they ever took, it was always Tom was like always just like. All over Jacoby. Like, I love you, Jacoby, man. You can't throw the fucking ball for shit. You know, you, you, got, you, you throw the ball like you have no touch to your passes. You know, you're only pretty much good at running, man. You're, you're a great guy. But then Jimmy G comes along and he's just looking at him like, you piece of shit. You know, women are saying you're more handsome than me. You know, my own wife thinks you're more handsome than me. I'm looking at you. You throw a beautiful pass. You know, you, you look like the real deal. Fuck off. And then he sees Brian Hoyer and he's thinking, oh, this guy, beautiful man, beautiful man. Got, got no hair, kind of ugly in terms of NFL players. Not a good-looking guy. He loves Brian Hoyer. Went to Michigan State. Brady doesn't care. Big Michigan State fan all of a sudden. Loves it. Loves Brian Hoyer. Loves, loves, uh, he loves the quarterbacks that suck that are on his team, but the quarterbacks who are actually halfway decent, he does not like. Yes. Absolutely, LB. Absolutely. Tom Brady holds grudges. I hold grudges. I'm sure you hold grudges. We love to see that. Something that, hap- something that happened on Twitter, because most of our audience is Twitter-based, and it, this is just disgusting, LB, because we ride or die for the Patriots fans. So our, our lovely, our lovely, our lovely, deserving of Super Bowl MVP, Stephon Gilmore, is being compared to that slob, Xavier Howard, who's a good corner. He's a very good corner, idiots. <laughs> He's a good that slob, excellent is, player. But compared to our Stefan Gilmore, the handsome, dreadlocked, handsome man, he he, he compares nothing. Okay, so okay. we so I see this poll. It's not really a poll. It's just retweet if Stefan Gilmore is is uh, who's better. Retweet for Stefan Gilmore, like for Xavier Howard and Dolphins fans. Dolphins Twitter is going crazy. They're, they're Merck and Pats fans. I even quote tweeted it, and I was like, come on, y'all know what to do. And Pats fans still didn't like it. So I was like, okay, but let's let's try the retweet thing. So I did it. I think today it sits at uh, Stefan Gilmore's like at 600-some retweets, and 
Xavier Howard's at like 1,200 likes. So, come on, Pats fans. What the what the hell are you – like, Fitzy retweeted it. You retweeted it. I retweeted it. Dad retweeted it. Everyone retweeted it. And no one's retweeting it. What's going on, guys? I even uh, – I got my Bella cheat on. I DM'd it to uh, – because thanks to you, Fitzy follows me. So, I, you know, I can – I can DM Fitzy. Um, like I, I, I always give you credit for that. He he followed you like for a long time, and one day I pretty much just slid in your mentions like, "Hey Fitzy man, follow me, dude." And you were like, "You know, you had my back," and he did. It was cool. Well, I figured I'd return the favor. I was like, "All right, Bryson's not losing this. I'll have Fitzy retweet it." Fitzy has a massive following, like thirty-eight thousand Patriots fans, rabid Patriots fans. I'm sh- I I can't imagine too many non-Patriots fans follow Fitzy Fitzy GFY. I mean, come on. He retweeted it for you, and we still got slaughtered, all right? And let me just say, over the course of these, this two-day, um, I don't even know, just this two-day just war with Dolphins Twitter um, over Stephon Gilmore, I lost tons of Patriots followers, like tons. Like, they just couldn't be bothered. They didn't want to see it on their timeline. They said, fuck you, LB. You know, I'm done with this shit, dude. Just, you know, whatever. Get off my timeline. They unfollowed me. I actually gained five or ten Dolphins fans who, you know, looked at it like, you know, hey, that was fun. You know, respecting. We all trolled. It was fun. Respect. What is going on, man? I mean, we recently on our last podcast, we discussed how we have our own army that usually kicks ass. It just, I don't know. This one didn't go as, didn't go quite the same as usual. I don't know what's going on, but. You listen here, you cowards. You Patriots Twitter cowards. You podcast listening cowards. Everyone in Pat's chat cowards. I will not ac- I will not accept this. I will not. Me and LB, we will ride or die for another fan base. I have Bryson exactly. NFL money. I'll just bandwagon another team. I'll just be a Dolphins fan for Twitter. I don't care. I'll still watch Pat's games. If you cowards want to be cowards some more, like it's not like at one point it was like 100 retweets to like five likes. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is like in the bag. This is this is mad wild. Like, I can't believe like this little Dolphins fans got it. And like like one or two Dolphins accounts quote tweeted me and then it was over from there. And then and then like here's the weird thing, like. To me, it's just like it's just entertainment for the day. Like, re- like I could care less if Stephon Gilmore loses on fucking Twitter. Like, I'm here to tell you guys, I don't give a shit. I just, I also love Stephon Gilmore, and I would like to see him win, but I, I don't care. <laughs> and so, I, I end my work day, and I look at my phone, and there's this clown, fifty year old man, is like, <laughs> get owned on your own timeline, buddy. And first of all, I, I muted the, I muted the tweets anyway, just because I didn't care. And I was like, good God. Like All the Dolphins fans were like this. They were they, like, a bunch of them tweeted me. were like, dude, get owned. And it's, they were like, oh, yeah, get owned. Yeah, fuck you, get owned. Like, they, like it was a competition for them. And it, it might as well have been the Miami Miracle, them getting Stephon <laughs> Gilmore to lose Xavier Howard in this tw- random Twitter thing. And I was like, good God, guys. And so I click on his profile. And what do you know? His header is the Miami Miracle, which is the most embarrassing embarrassing celebration of sports we've ever had in the history of sports like i cannot think of another moment in sports where you're like man why did we celebrate that that was super stupid like i cannot think of another i can't think of another regular season moment where people celebrated like this over one play 
but they did it. So this is Dolphins fans for you. And, and a lot of them, as of recently, still say they wear their Miami, their Miami Miracle shirts. It's one of the best moments of them in recent years. They literally, they have said this. This is not anything I'm making up. So they are cowards, and we're also cowards, and we just lost to them. So This, um, this one guy actually told me it was one of the greatest moments of his life, which I, I don't even... Bro, we got six the greatest moments as a fan. I mean, six Super Bowls right off the top, obviously. Nine AFC championship wins. Just all of I mean, where would I even and where would any one regular season win rank for us? Probably in the fucking forties. Because I'm talking how many playoff wins does Brady have again? Was it thirty one now? No, I'm sorry. Thirty one starts, I'm sorry. How many wins does he have? It's like twenty something. No, he's thirty and ten. He's thirty and ten, okay. So, okay, that's 40 playoff games right there, dude. Like, I mean. <laughs> this is a sad state of affairs. This is. You know, they can have their moment like, oh, hey, you know, we beat them. It was actually, you know, it was all in fun, whatever. None of it to me was that serious. One guy actually quoted me and said, um, you've never had sex. We get it. And I know Dolphins Twitter got a good kick out of that one. Um, a few people quoted me just really just, you know, calling me like a clown you know i i guess um from what that that dude mike told me that he's got a lot of people mad at him because me and him are actually pretty good we actually get along we kind of bust each other's balls sometimes and it's been that way it actually came up the week of the miami miracle i was on my backup account he kind of found me and we trolled each other and we actually ended up following each other and so we've busted balls sometimes since he says that he has fans mad at him saying why are you friends with van gronk and dude like I don't know. And uh, there's people in NFL Twitter that legitimately know who we are. And it's always people with like 48 followers. They're like, dude, that kid's such a loser. I don't know how you like Baron Gronk. Like he's a virgin. <laughs> and it's like, how do you guys, like you, the fact that you guys know who I am, it's like, I'm not insulted. I think that's actually kind of cool. But in, in terms of this overall beef, I was very disappointed, man. Very disappointed. I mean... Oh yeah, it was uh, it was awful, and you know the one the one good thing I had out of this day, and I just I was just looking at my DMs because I, I was remembering uh, our boy Dave Tank. I wanted to dedicate a little little section of him, so I just wanted to give you like a little highlight of his day on this day that made it a lot better. So someone someone said the Patriots, you know they 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 play they get six easy wins every season, which just isn't true. So I throw up the stats like I always do. So okay. This, when we talk about our army, this is what we mean. So, some guy disagreed. Okay, disagreed with me. I don't. I think I might have uh, might have responded once, but he had twenty two replies and no likes on his tweet. <laughs> and one of them was Dave, our boy Dave. And Dave says the Patriots are 30, 30 and ten in the playoffs. Are you just fucking stupid, or are you just stupid? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I love Dave, and you know they actually. What the, I I didn't mind some of them more, but when they went after Dave for his follower count, I was honestly just like kind of leave Dave. Just no, no, Dave's follower count. Just come on, if you don't follow Dave already, anyways, then f you, honestly, because every Patriots fan should be following Dave Tank. He actually recently kept saying, you know, no, you guys, you guys are the best. You know, I love you guys. It was like, damn man, Dave Tank, that's our guy. Dave Tank takes no L's. You cannot hand Dave Tank an L. Just period. You cannot. Dave Tank, this is Dave Tank 68's app. 
he runs this app. Don't even try to talk shit to him because he runs it. If you think, if you disagree, then you know what? Just get off Twitter. Dave Tank 68, that's our guy. He's a legend. The most loyal Pats fan that there is. You know, he's always good to us. Love Dave Tank. I'm so happy that you brought him up because I was going to bring him up myself. You know, Dave Tank's awesome, man. And like you said, we still have, um, when it's when it's a silly comment, um, we still, you know, we do pretty well. I think somebody has said that they think Patriots fans are kind of just, you know, they just don't see the point in it anymore because of all the Super Bowl wins, all the winning. They just don't see any point. Oh, either. good God. Which I hate that, dude. I hate that. I mean, what? I don't know. You, what's your thoughts on it? I think Patriots fans, like, for example, I, I never listened to Boston local radio, but I think I want to say his name was Adam Jones, maybe? Oh, no. Oh, God, Adam Jones. So my friend was listening to Adam Jones, and he was saying how the Patriots special team coach is now coaching the wide receivers and how that's stupid and blah, blah, blah. And that's stupid and that's dumb and that's very arrogant of the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I, I hope you realize that Bill Belichick once coached special teams and that Bill Belichick could def, could coach every group. And most head coaches that are good head coaches have, have come up from a position coach to a special teams coach. And it's not that – it's if you know football, I mean, what's the – like, it's not that hard. It's not like you're reinventing the fucking wheel. You're just teaching wide receivers how to run routes and do stuff like that. Like, that's stupid. Like, Patriots fans are mad spoiled. Like, they're mad spoiled. Like, whenever something good happens, then you'll see Patriots fans. But every day on Twitter, they're not just going to they're not just gonna be freaks like us, which I, I'm kind of disappointed. But Dave Tank, he's always there for us. And he, Dave Tank does stuff like this. So let me read you. Let me read you some Dave Tank tweets. He says, he's so funny, man. Like, I'm reading, just scrolling through his timeline. Someone said, someone was talking about Reggie Wayne. He said, you do know the Patriots pretty much beat the brakes off the Colts during Wayne's tenure with the Colts, right? And he's like, right. They did. He, he, someone's, oh my God. He just literally, he just literally just goes off all the time. I, I, now that you bring it, that you're bringing him up, I'm gonna go to his timeline. I just gotta see what he's been up to today. This crazy bastard. Let's see, uh, Dave Tank. Speaking of soft, you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Baker Mayfield quoted a tweet eight hours ago. This is so dumb. Baker Mayfield says, "You're telling me competition doesn't bring out the best in people. If you want something bad enough, work for it. People are too soft." Dave Tank did not take kindly to Baker Mayfield being on Twitter about this. Um, Dave Tank 68 replies to Baker Mayfield. Speaking of soft, you look like you're one. Big Mac away from changing your position from QB to punter, fat boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did Baker Mayfield do to Dave Tank that has Dave Tank so upset? Call him fat, fat punter on, call him a fat punter on, on Twitter, which is just amazing. Oh my God. Let's see. Um, what else we got going on here? I got, I got so, one for you. He said. He said, okay, he tweeted the Saints. The Saints tweeted, what's your favorite kickoff time for home game? He said, why does it matter? You play fake football indoors with no elements to worry about. Love to see Breeze at 40 years old trying to throw a football when it's freezing cold or snowing out. And someone said, 
I don't know. I don't know a quarterback who is trained under those conditions would ever advise Breeze to toss a forty yards down the field in blizzard-like conditions. Even Big Ben would would doing would doing stupid shit like that. And Dave says, "Oh, Ben would absolutely do that, and he has." But I never said Breeze should throw it forty yards downfield in a blizzard. Said like to see Breeze at forty years throwing the ball downfield in a blizzard. Oh my God, you gotta love this. Uh, so. <laughs> Ron Cuniff, the guy who actually, uh, Kniff, who, the guy who quoted you there and said, Bryce NFL destroyed on his own TL, Patsy fan with a Patsy TL. Which, who the, f- who calls them Patsies anymore? That is just, dude, nobody calls them the Patsies anymore. That's something from so many years ago. Like, you have to be such an old man. Of course, our... Our good friend Aaron, who Nick, I, I'm, I'm not going to say his Twitter handle because it just won't sound right. He said W to uh, that guy, by the way. Big Bryson hater, I guess. So David Tank, Dave actually responded to that, that clown saying, nothing was destroyed. And every time you say Howard, his world's better than Gilmore. It just makes you look more stupid than you look now. So, of course, I don't know if you knew. I'm guessing you muted it. But Dave Tank actually uh, responded to that guy for you. I just who just thought, looks yeah. like a moron. I glossed it over. Yeah, the internet is a great place where this guy with a double chin and smoking a cigar and his profile picture, which is like totally Miami fans. Like I don't know why Miami fans always have themselves smoking a cigar in their profile picture. Which he can call me a patsy over the internet. You're which a patsy. That's just funny. What an absolute bozo, patsy fans. Like nobody says that. Like I pr- nobody says patsy fans anymore. It's just so stupid. The Patriots were known as the Patsies <laughs> back in the day when they sucked. You well, must have found a Dave Tank tweet. <laughs> I have Jamel Hill muted, so I didn't see this tweet. But she she was talking about Alex Cora, and Dave Tank says, Why don't you go kick rocks, you race-baiting you race-baiting waste of time? <laughs> <laughs> you race-baiting waste of time. Okay, so... Okay, here's more Dave Tank. Um, he's been at work. This is more than doing your job. This is going above and beyond. Well done, Edelman 11 from Adam Schefter this morning. ND fan Josh says, got to finish school like you got to finish that steroid cycle. Dave Tank, steroids, you dumb fuck. What kind of steroids is he using? When is the last time the teams you follow won a championship, you loser? <laughs> this guy says, you got to spend it for steroid use. Watch football much, dumbass. Ha, 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 you freak. I could care less if you or anybody else does. Walk around with needle hanging out of his ass. The NFL, you do it. You you do whatever it takes to get back in the field. You little Sally. Guy says, "Okay, buddy, don't have your period." He says, "You called me a dumbass, you freak." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dave Tank does not play around, man. I just tweet searches at and the f word, and here it goes. I still just saw that tweet. Someone said, someone was talking about not releasing. Not releasing Hill, and he said, "Shut the fuck up. That's what you need to do, man." Do you know? Do you know? Do you know how many women and children were abused just in the last twenty-four hours by their spouses and parents? Thousands. Hill is a cretin of the worst kind, and here you are saying, "Nah, it's not that bad." Fuck you. Oh my god. You know what's funny is I started off laughing, and then I realized how serious he got. I was like, "Damn." That's some deep shit. But he starts off with, fuck you. Or with, oh, my God, Dave Tank. That's so funny, man. And it's so true, too, because what he said it makes perfect sense. I mean, these Chiefs fans just don't care. Um, Dave Tank has said it so many times now. It's so true. When he, I love when Dave says, um, just keep your – all he had to do was keep his hands to himself. And you know he's not wrong, man. 
All he had to do was keep his hands to himself. Oh my God, Dave Tank, love it. Love, you guys need to be more like Dave Tank. Like just go hard in the paint at all times. And surprisingly, Dave Tank doesn't get locked. He just he just casually tells people to shut the fuck up, you idiot, and it doesn't matter at all because he's Dave Tank. People, people, people see his account and they're like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't. He won't. If he gets suspended, like he'll care. Just hop on Facebook and start ripping people there. So um, I love. <laughs> Oh my god, Dave Tag, I love this guy. Uh, what were we just saying? I like just lost my train of thought so bad. I was reading something on his time while I started laughing. Um, god damn it, what was it? It was about Dave Tank. Um, I was just thinking, okay, you know, here I am, I'm on my maybe fifth account. Cause I can't, so I get, I, I try not to go as hard as I used to. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't even, if I tried, I just have too many people that, that hate my guts, but Dave tank, if anything, we're doing Dave, uh, Dave Kank. wait, what's this? I've seen whatever. Um, so Dave says stuff that I swear, I mean, you, you and I right now are actually still sh- shadow banned to an extent. We have search banned. I can't even, I have a backup account that I can actually quote with tweets and gifs and pictures and all that but my main can't i don't know if that's because i should have you do that search again see what i have right now for a band but it's not letting me do that it's letting you do it i don't know i know it's not my my android phone because like i said i have another account that lets me do that and my main doesn't let me do it so twitter hates me man we hate to see it but we love to see dave tank on this on the timeline man can never go wrong with some dave tank we love Dave Tank more than Connor. I can assure you of that. As he just walked through the door, smelling of a smelly stench. Dude, Dave Tank would Dave Tank would own Connor Boris. Tell me I'm wrong. The cowardly Connor Boris. You're not wrong, OB. He's looking like a coward right now. I, I have to I have to make, I love hearing his voice in the background. I have to um I recently, I think, I guess I recently came on a podcast and said that Bryson was not handsome. Um, I feel the need to say that Bryson, uh, Connor Boris, is indeed handsome. Um, he's just not as handsome as I am, if that's fair. LB said that you're handsome. Thank you, Ryan. You're very handsome as well. <laughs> he said, he said, thank you, Ryan. You're very handsome as well. I heard him. He does have kind of a... A unique voice. <laughs> the other day, I, the other day I, was like, as well. I was like, bro, have you seen my hairbrush? And he's like, where's your hairbrush? <laughs> I was like, what? Do that again. What else has he said? I need to hear more of this impression. I'll say it again for those who just miss it. I said, hey, yo, where's my hairbrush? He said, where's your hairbrush? <laughs> Oh my god. Tell him to say that in the background. Come on, Boris. Say it. LB says say it. Airbrush. Yeah, so he's going to be a coward and say it like a typical actual person with no accent. <laughs> Where's the hairbrush? Where's your hairbrush? It's, it's, now, now we can start talking about the differences. Like, like I know you say, like, oh my god. Like, it's so exaggerated with, with uh, you northerners, you Yankees. Oh my god. Oh my god. You guys are so loud. You guys are loud as fuck. I'm talking to all, all, both of you at once right now because he's in the room too. But yeah, you're all loud. That's what I've noticed. You're <laughs> very loud. It's not that like southern people aren't loud because they are loud. 
but they're definitely quieter. Even the kid that I was talking about earlier the, with the Southern, he was very quiet. I'm definitely a loud. I can definitely be loud. Yeah, I see. I see voice raising as uh, conflict. So my, I need to fight people. Senses start tingling when <laughs> voices start getting raised. So there's been times where their voices are raised, and I'm like, someone's getting punched, and I'm looking around. <laughs> someone's about to get punched. And it's not going to be me. Gonna be Boris. Where's your hair? Boris is gonna be like, Where's my hairbrush? And you're gonna be like, <laughs> Raise okay. your voice to me again, buddy. Not raising my voice. Where's my hairbrush? I can't do the impression like you do it. I just want to hear him say it so bad now. You won't. Where's know. my hairbrush? All right, so well, something else. Okay, and uh, where I'm from, driving is like mostly, mostly um, a thing you do and it's relaxing. And you can drive and put your cruise co- cruise control on, and you can just listen to some tunes. You can put your window down, let your hair flow through the breeze. But here, it's like Jesus Christ! Like everyone, everyone thinks you can shave one and a half hours out of your off of your commute if you're a total dick on the interstate. That's that sounds about right, man. That's <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, Bryson. And this is I'm actually happy that you said that because I've actually noticed some minor differences. I just moved an hour and a half away to a different state, Connecticut, which is still part of New England. So you wouldn't think it would be a big change, but I'm telling you, man, it's it's different even down here. It's slower in Connecticut than it even is in Mass. Connecticut, I'll be waiting in line for mad long, like just waiting, and I don't know, like, why is this taking so long? Whereas in Massachusetts, everything's like really, really go, 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 go. You know, hurry up, hurry up, faster, faster, faster. It's just it's even different for me an hour and a half away, so I can't imagine the differences you're seeing in terms of people driving faster. Like, when you go to the store, do you feel like things are done faster, just in general? Yeah, I think so. But at my home, I'm more comfortable, and I know where things are in the store. Like, right now, I'm just like, you know, where's where's this at? I don't want to look like it. T- I don't want to be standing in front of the Parmesan cheese for over 30 seconds. Like, where the hell is shit at? I'll just walk around until I find stuff. I won't just look like stand around looking stuff. That's a big southern thing. It's just like standing in fucking aisles. But the thing about this is, I also I also have a father who is like uh, super aggressive when it comes to this stuff. Driving, um, like I know constantly. I remember as a kid watching walking through grocery aisles, and he'd be like, he'd be like, God, get the fuck out of my way. Like you could hear him whispering. Like he's just like super aggressive. So driving up up here is actually comfortable for me. You know, like pe- people here, you guys drive on the berm to pass people. Like, in, like I was telling, I was telling him, like, in back home, if someone's, if someone is like turning left and traffic is coming, you wait behind them. You don't go on the right around them. But here, it's like, fuck you, buddy. I'm going right around you. Screw your turn. Like, it's just, it's. I mean, I don't mind, but it's just different. F your life. You think I care if you live or die? I'm trying to get to work. Ten. 10 minutes earlier than usual today. Yeah. I don't care if you die. Like it's definitely a real thing. And I know on this, on this topic of uh, your father, I did tell my, um, you would ask me on your drive up to send you the, uh, the links to the Robert Kraft video and the Matthew Slater video. Um, and I sent them to you. I know they weren't very loud, but I know that your father was touched by him. I, I let my mom know. And she was, she was honestly touched that your dad was so touched by it. I just wanted to say thank you to your dad. I don't know if he listens to the pods or not, but that was, that really was cool that um, that it mattered so much to him, that it meant so much to him. So 
I know it meant a lot to my mom too, you know, because it's still been it's one of those things you never forget, and it's why I'll defend Robert Kraft on Twitter every single day, and I'll make sure everybody knows that he can get jerked off, fingered in his asshole. I don't really care. I'll defend him anyways. You know what I mean? Fifty bucks for an ass fingering and a blowjob. How can you beat that? Yeah, I didn't actually. Uh, it was just one of those moments where I knew my dad had tears in his eyes, and I didn't look at him because I just, I just, <laughs> I know how he is. So I, I know he's definitely, definitely touched by the video, and I'm like him. So I was fighting back tears as well. Well, thank you guys. I do appreciate it. It was, it was, it was a cool moment. Um, it's sad that it was, you know, for that reason. But it it does mean a lot to me that that other people were touched by it. You know, I, I really do love Robert Kraft, and it's why you'll see me. I I got a lot of crap for defending him as hard as I did, and that's honestly why, man. I mean, for him to take the time out of his day and do that, I'll I'll always remember, and I'll, you know, it was just a really cool thing. And I just apparently anybody on Twitter should be careful tonight because I guess it's just they're suspending people like crazy right now. Hmm. I think I just lost like eight followers, so I checked this thing and. Like, literally, I'm looking down this list. It's all suspended accounts. Holy uh, let, shit. Let me, let me ask Connor uh, what <laughs> something I do that's kind of southern and stupid. What do you think? What you do that's southern yeah, and stupid? Yeah, what's different? He's thinking because I'm not weird. I'm actually the coolest person. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty big faggot. Okay. You can't have that on the pod. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the. Uh, oh my god! Thanks for the cameo. Well, uh, yeah, he said I'm not much different, so I guess I fit in well over here. <laughs> I'm just an asshole like the rest of you fucks. You fucking fucks. Fuck. Just a coward. <laughs> Thank you, boys. <laughs> Holy shit! Boris is crazy, man. I'm trying to. I haven't felt uncomfortable yet of something I was doing that was stupid. But that's because I'm actively, I actively think about things that I do that are stupid. What 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 else is different? What else is different here? Oh, words. Like there's been several times where I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but like the weed whacker thing. Like it's definitely a weed eater. What else? Uh, Saki. What the hell is Saki? I didn't know what Saki was. Where's my weed eater? Yeah. Saki. And then, um, what is it called? The apron that goes on the dishwasher? What? And by di- okay, I said, okay, that sounded bad. The apron that goes on a person washing washing dishes. It's called oh, something. Wow. It starts with an S because some guy... an apron. No, it's something. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he said... He said some other word that I didn't know. And there, there's actually been times when, I, when I'm at work and I talk and people are like, excuse me, I didn't understand what you said. And I'm, and I'm like, what? I don't think I... Mentally challenged? And I'm like, I don't think I said anything. That, that's, that's crazy. I've had one person say that they, they've been to West Virginia and it's very beautiful. Everybody else has no idea where it was. And every time I tell them where I'm from, they act like I'm some foreign exchange student from the poorest country in the United States. Oh, that's very nice. So you come from where? Oh, do you? Oh, that's so cute. Do you guys feed this poor boy? <laughs> what do they feed you? What do I call you? You said your name is Bryson. Do people call you B for short? Calvin. Oh, 
I'm gonna call you B. Hey, Kyle Van Noy calls you B. There it is. In that case, that's what we're calling you from now on. <laughs> Did you? Do you ever tell them like about your about your Twitter account, Kyle Van Noy? And they know or... about the they know about the podcast. They I don't know they... if they've listened, but they know about the podcast. And I don't. I've told them that I prefer Twitter. I don't think they really understand what that means. Not a lot of people use Twitter like. In Mass, Connecticut, I tell people I use Twitter, and I can't figure out where all these Twitter accounts come from because nobody uses it in real life that I know. It's amazing. It, it really is. Once they stumble upon my Twitter, they'll be like, oh, this guy's a psycho. But, oh, okay, so that's that's the main difference. Where I'm from, you don't talk about the Patriots just like you don't talk about the politics because people would just get pissed and mad. And you'll rarely find you'll rarely find good conversation with talking about the Patriots without me getting heckled or something like that. So I'm just I'm just used to going about my life talking about not talking about the Patriots only with you guys and sometimes my dad. But now that I'm up here, it's like weird. Like I was like, hey, yo, Kyle Van Noy tweeted me the other day, and everyone's like, wow, that's awesome. And but I don't know what the proper amount of Patriots talk is because if I really wanted to, I could I could just be a complete psychopath about it. Oh, you can be a psycho about it. Even in, even I'm telling you, even right now, even right in Connecticut, there's less Patriots. It's not really even as much Patriots country anymore. Massachusetts, man, you can go nuts pretty much. Even all the girls in Massachusetts, like they love the Patriots. Honestly, Patriots fans, women, women in Massachusetts are crazy about Boston sports teams. Bruins, you'll find a lot of Bruins, uh, female Bruins fans in Mass. I didn't know That's, Bruins fans existed until I came here. Yeah, they do. There's honestly some. There's honestly some very Bruins fans have a massive. It's, it's more of a niche thing, but their fans that they do have are incredibly diehard and extremely loyal. Like they're basically Patriots fans, like how we are, except about the Bruins. You know. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. That's very. It's very weird to me getting used to that, and people like just being in a sports town is very. It's like. It's cool. It's very cool. Like to see the vibe of like almost like because where I'm from, high school sports, where there's game day and everyone's talking about the game, and it's different here because there's you're actually around the people like that. It's not like that back home. Like I could tell people there's a Patriots game and no one would care. I I talk uh, my my job. I talk to my boss times. I'm like, oh, did you hear it? And he just. Even in, I'm telling you right now, even in Connecticut, there is less, I don't know, less sports fans or something. It's just weird, you know, and whereas opposed to mass, you see Patriots flags on everybody's house or Red Sox or Bruins or I'm, I'm sure that you've driven past houses that have like those flags instead of American flags. They have like Patriots and Bruins and or Celtics. It, it really is. It's awesome. It is awesome. It is something that. I can't. I couldn't really put my finger on it, but it's just different. Even being just one state away, it's just less than what I'm used to in Mass. Massachusetts is very unique. It's not a perfect state, but there's definitely things about it I absolutely miss. That's for sure. Well, be also the last thing we'll talk about since we talk about the gym. I'm at a new gym, and I'm uh, very afraid to admit what gym this is. Um, you're, you're going to Planet Fitness, I. Think, but which Planet Fitness are you going to? Is my question. Are, are you going to the one in Norton by any chance? No. Oh, okay. No, no. 
There's, it's actually right across from a Taco Bell. So I've actually gotten Taco Bell after the gym one day. And I'm, I'm discovering new gym rivals. I'm molding into my ecosystem. I found some dude bro. Like, I usually don't... It's usually not the people that look like me. It's usually people that are, like, have super big arms, but they have, like, a belly, but they also do chest and tries every other day and try to be hardos all the time. So I've, I've already found one. I was running this morning on the treadmill because I would like to live past 40 years old, unlike this person with big arms and a fat gut. And I was just giving him a stank eye as he walked by. And we're gym rivals. And once it comes to my chest and try day, I show him what's up. You can have, it's, you can run on the treadmill and and I can run the treadmill and I can be stronger than you. That's right, man. I'm t- I wish uh, this is so much bullshit. I don't know. I've talked about it yet on the podcast, but Bryson literally moved. He's working in the town that I grew up in, that I went to high school in, that I did a lot of my schooling in, which was Norton. Before that, I was in Mansfield, Attleboro. I'm sure that you've heard of those towns already by now. Um, so it's just weird. And then I think that you know now he's going to gyms. He's probably working out around people that I hate too. This is bullshit. God is just endlessly trolling me. I don't know what I did to did to this guy, but he was like, "Oh, dude, it's gonna be funny. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have uh, Ryan move to a whole new state, and then I'm gonna take Bryson from West fucking Virginia, and I'm gonna put him in the town over from him and the town that he actually grew up in. Like that's just, it's just messed up, man. I swear he's trolling me. <laughs> it really is. I, I told my brother, my my, um, I was like, dude, you know where Bryson is? He was like, where? It's like, well, he's he's intern right now, dude. Just guess what town. He's like, I don't. It's like, isn't doesn't he live down south? How the hell do I know? I was like, no, he's interning in Massachusetts. He was like, what? It's like, yeah. It's like, just take a guess at town. He's like, dude, I don't know. Because you know, he's just thinking I'm an idiot. And I was like, he's actually in Norton, living in. He's like, no way. Even he thought it was crazy because it is. I can't even get. You're in the 508, man. It's just so weird. Boris, too. I always thought Boris lived down south. I don't know why. I always had it in my head that Boris lived down south. And one day... Because his IQ is very small. <laughs> so wait a second. Didn't you... So are you saying that your IQ is small? I mean... So no, are you saying you're... I live just above the Mason-Dixon line. Ah, uh, fair. That's fair. Plus, Boris, you know, I don't... I'm not, this might sound mean, but, like, he's always been super into a race car and, you know... So maybe you're right. Maybe it was, I thought he was like from Florida or something. I don't know what it was. Like, I thought he was just like a race car fan from Florida. He's a big fan of left turns. <laughs> He's a big fan of left turns. Whereas you're a fan, was, I always associate you with Wrong Turn, the movie series, because that takes place in West Virginia, actually. Pretty crazy movies. Pretty messed up. There's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just super weird. Connor Boris. Never told me that he lived the next town over from me. Never met the guy. Now I'm mad. Just ruined my night. That's awesome. Well, I'm gonna, make- go, I'm gonna go t- Dave Tank 68 on somebody right fucking now, dude. <laughs> oh, Dave Tank 68, the savior, my hero, my hero. Anything That's else? Guy. Anything else? I'll be. You know, it's a slow. It's a very slow Patriots week. It sucks. Very um, let's see. Maybe I'm trying to. I guess it's pretty cool that Ben Watson came back. 
makes me feel really old that he's 38 because I remember when he was drafted and I just remember all those years ago when he chased down uh, chased down Champ Bailey back in I want to say 2005 divisional round I think it was that year so it's just weird it's just super weird Ben Watson coming back is crazy it, it it is crazy. It, you know, if you told me before, if you told me like in the during the playoffs that Ben Watson would be the Patriots' tight end and not Gronk. Ben Gronk. Watson back, Gronk gone. That's it's funny that you say that because Ben Watson. Here we go. He's thirty eight. He's gonna be thirty nine. I think in December. I looked it up Seen, the other day. Scenes when he outproduces Gronk with without the without the temper tantrums, not temper tantrums, but occasional rubbing of the wrong way and pouting because Gronk did pout. No, you can't, you can never say a bad word about Gronk. You're like not allowed. It's super frustrating. People continue to say that he was never a bad guy at all. It's like, look, he wasn't a bad guy or anything, but he definitely had his own sets of rules. People can deny it now and make it out like he never had his own sets of rules. He did. Ben Watson will probably put up Maybe not quite as good of numbers as Gronk had last year, where Gronk did miss some games. But I don't think he'll be bad at all. I actually think Ben Watson's a better pass-receiving tight end now than he was when he was with the Patriots all those years ago. I think he's actually a more well-rounded player. But they never really used him that way either, because you know he was on the team, and <sighs> it's hard to explain. But he almost is, if you look at his numbers, his best years have come post-Patriots. Most of his career highs, anyways. Huh. Well, I can assure you that he will surpass Dwayne Allen's catch total last year <laughs> in the first three games, and it will be lovely. <laughs> I, I can assure you that he'll probably... He might do it in one honestly, game. <laughs> exactly. I mean, shit, dude. Brady probably could have... Brady almost probably could have had more catches than... We know Brady had one, and then he stumbled and blew out his knee. How many Wait. did Dwayne Allen have last year? Two? You know, Brady talks up a lot of people. Did anyone ever hear him say one word about Dwayne Allen? Like, not once. I don't think he ever was like, yeah, well, you know he's a good blocker. Like, the rest of the He never said anything about Dwayne Allen. He's probably just like, good fucking God. The defense can trot out here and know he's an extra offensive lineman. I once threw him a screen, and he got tackled by a nose tackle. Just... It's, oh my god, Dwayne Allen was just such a disaster. Absolute dog shit. I actually have a tweet somewhere where it was like off-season additions, and it was all the Patriots that we acquired that his first season, and he was included, and there was like fire emojis and stuff. <laughs> you can probably find it and retweet it right now. <laughs> Dwayne Allen fire. Actually, I might have just gone back and deleted it because it disgusted me. Oh my god, Dwayne Allen. Matt Chatham, big Dwayne Allen fan. Made sure to get into a Twitter spat with Bryson NFL over it, over how great Dwayne. This guy will, he, he tweeted me once about Nathan Peterman. Cause, you know, he went to bat for Nathan Peterman. That's Matt Chatham for you. He went to bat with for Nathan Peter. Give me a break. And then Nathan Peterman, Dwayne Allen. When Basically, if Matt Chatham is going hard for you on Twitter, that means you suck. Hey, LB, does, does, can anyone in this room... Connor or LB, can you guess Dwayne Allen's PFF grade last year? Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure they take in run blocking like heavily. Forty. Seven and a half. Yeah, it's fifty-one. 
So Bryson was actually, Boris was closer than me. I said 40, he said 47 and a half, and you said it was 51, right? Disgusting. I shortchanged him there a little bit. I just watched a video of Dwayne Allen missing a, missing a block, and I just can't believe my eyes because Twitter.com told me he's the greatest blocker of all time. He was, like, average, honestly. He wasn't special. Gronk just, was a special blocker. He actually just got ragdolled by a safety who tackled Sony. Poor Sony. Honestly, Gronk was... You watched Gronk block, and he was special because he was just so good at it, man. Even last year, he wasn't as good pass receiving his block. To, his blocking took zero... It was better than ever, even. It was just so good. Like, Gronk, you watched him block. At any point in his career, he was so good. He was special. He was literally an extra tackle out there for you. Better than He was better than a lot of on- offensive tackles, man. Like, no, not even joking. He really was just that good of a blocker. I never once watched Dwayne Allen block and said, man, he's just, he's just <laughs> so essential to the run game and what they do on offense. Uh, like, uh, anybody could have done what he did, dude. I'm telling OB, you right now. OB, I had a tweet, and I just – it's from uh, – 2017 and it's the it's a gif of arthur shaking his fist and it says Dwayne lamont allen <laughs> i used his whole name i'm for i'm searching this now i'm typing in your thing and i'm gonna search Dwayne allen it's, why it's, didn't it work oh, i did did it wrong there's so there much let's see what bryson has for watch okay. Dwayne allen it makes sense why james white got open so soon oh he's see is this you actually complimenting a Dwayne allen blade oh yeah you actually did have one good one here. Off-season he actually editions. falls, though, after the block. <laughs> Off-season additions. Gronk, Gillisley, Cooks, Ely, Burkhead, Gilmore, Allen, thumbs up, fire. Well, now it could just be sarcastic because we use the thumbs up as sarcasm. I, uh, I like this one from November 4th, 2018. You said, did Dwayne Allen have to check in as eligible? Imagine making this throw with a fractured bone in your leg. Fucking get Roger's dick out your mouth, bitch. I know he's talking about that play I just shared. How cringe was that tweet? So, let's see. Tell Boris to go at him. Oh, he shared another. Tell Boris he actually shared another one underneath, too. Or this one. Dude, I cannot stand Packers fans. My God. He had a fractured bone in his leg. Has anybody even seen proof that he had a broken leg, by the way? Yeah, I heard Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers broke his leg as well as Steph Curry. I actually heard Steph Curry was dead for like during the timeout during the game. And when he came back and made the three, it was the greatest thing of all time. I do know that uh, Steph Curry is actually legally blind, by the way. Okay. Most routes run in 27-2018 without a single reception this season. Dwayne Allen, 39. So in October... Early October, he he had ran only thirty nine routes, and he had not seen a not seen a cat pass come his way. He stinks. Where is he at right now? The lines. I'm liking some of these people responded to Zach saying that mm. he wasn't actually hurt. I have so many Dwayne Allen tweets. This is I'm I actually need to apologize to his family. I think <laughs> they probably know your name. They're like, Shit. man, Dwayne's Dwayne's uh, Patriots Twitter actually loves Dwayne, but there's this one <laughs> fucking guy. He just can't let it go. His family needs to apologize to you, for fucking, for being such an incompetent fuck. 
Forrest does have a funny voice. <laughs> yeah, he does. All right, I'll be. Uh, Connor's tired. He's being a little baby poo. What? I don't fucking care. I'm just laying down. No. I fucking keep potting. No, he's tired. He's using an excuse. Oh, you, wait. You want to? <laughs> okay. Well, no, no. We'll keep. What? Do, what do you want us to talk about, Connor? Give talk us a topic. Whatever you please. I'm just sitting. Give there us a. Give us a topic. Uh, Make yourself useful. Why Boris is handsome. We already <laughs> talked about that. Let's talk about this. How come I've been here for seven days and I'm the the favorite son in the house? Because uh. I'm just a disappointment. <laughs> 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 Frankly. That was of all the things you've asked him, that was his quickest answer. See, this, this, is, this is what you do. You come in, you say nothing, and by default, you can't be bad. Yeah, so, I like running my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a disappointment. He said that. Like, everything else, he was like, huh, let me think. You're like, well, why does your family like me more? Well, I fucking suck. I'm a disappointment. So, basically, he's a handsome disappointment, though. I think no. we can find some common ground there. No, uh... Actually, we had Chinese the other day, and I like ate a bunch of leftover Chinese. And Connor's dad has been talking about it for like three days. <laughs> I get, like, like, and my eat... mom today is like, "Oh, good job, Bryson." Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Good job for eating all the Chinese, Bryson." Like, I, she's actually serious. And his dad's like, "Man, who ate all the Chinese?" And it's like, says it every day. Like, he's like, "Man, Bryson ate all that Chinese." Boris. Connor Boris. Connor Boris. I feel like Boris almost has, he has like almost like two first names, but at the same time he has like two last names. You know what I'm saying? He almost has two first names and two last names. Oh, we need, he said we need to talk about James Charles being canceled. Oh, well, I don't know much about it, um, but I do know that he never should have been like a thing to begin with. Let's be honest here. I mean,. He's whatever to me, but just who who the fuck cares? He's just a guy that puts on makeup, and he's famous for it. Oh, like, God. I can put on makeup, too, but I promise you I won't get clout from it. I, I'm pretty positive I'll get canceled for it. <laughs> you know what? You, <laughs> LB said, I could put on makeup, too, but I promise I won't get. And I thought you were going to say, your cheeks clapped. <laughs> 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 I used to actually laugh because Nate would always come in. Nate used to just always make tweets about him, and they actually used they used to crack me up. But I, I don't know, man. This I heard some stuff about it. It sounds like he's a bad guy. He did some bad things. He's not a nice person, but I mean, it's not enough for me to those really makeup. believe he's gonna be canceled for sure. Hey, those makeup kits, though. Like yeah, them. man. Boris, man, just start putting on makeup. You and I will start putting on makeup. We'll do a YouTube channel. I promise we won't get famous for it. We'll actually get beat the fuck up. And we'll actually be ruined on Twitter because of it. So, We're canceled. two different worlds, I guess, buddy. We're canceled. Well, Handsome Jake wants to put on makeup. <laughs> Results were not pretty. Oh, okay. I Actually, uh, we, we can do this right here real quick while it's at the end. And everyone who listens is definitely hardcore, so... Hey, uh, how about this? Kyrie Irving, fuck you. Um, I know Boris feels the same. I will, I actually, yeah, we had meant to talk some Celtics this time, too. That's actually kind of funny. Um, I feel like they, I can't, look, I don't, I'm not happy with him right now. He played like absolute shit. He was a douchebag all year. 
but they're almost stuck in the boat where they need to hope and pray that he comes back. It oh, sucks. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Mm. I wish that it wasn't the case, but I feel like they absolutely need him to come back. I really do, man. It sucks. I hate to say it. As much as we hate on Bill Belichick, can you imagine like Kyrie Irving coming to the locker room talking about flat earth theory? And like he was, the, he the, said the reason why he spoke out in the media so much is because Brad hates conver- confrontation. So he would just like speak out in the media. And so <sighs> Brad, Brad would have to like address stuff and like clearly just making everyone super uncomfortable. Like a lot of, a lot of green teamers are just like, oh, you want Kyrie gone because of the past five games? Must suck to be an idiot. Like, no, no, it goes beyond that. No, he was actually pure, pure shit. The entire I'm fucking banging my fist on the table for him to be gone all season. It's not a fun, it, team. It's not a fun to watch. Like it's not, they're not fun to watch. Like it's he's, not even fun to root for Kyrie. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. Dick. Yeah, I mean, well, I used to, I used to like Kyrie. I was like, I was so excited because Brad got Kyrie. But hey, guys, I just want to let you know that midget Isaiah Thomas put in a master class and tried his hardest was not was loved by everyone and then Kyrie comes in doesn't touch Isaiah Thomas's numbers let me build on that real quick disaster this disaster disaster IT put up 28 excited to see Milwaukee playing in the Eastern Conference Finals after he lost that's what he said. I guess he was like, "I'm looking forward to seeing them play next round." Oh my gosh! Oh like, man, I didn't know that. He's a free. You know, actually, uh, like the douche. Like they asked him a question the other day. They were like, "So what do you think? So like, what do you need to do on the pick and roll, or like something like so, a question related to basketball?" All know they were like, "What do you? What's your thoughts on you going seven for twenty-two?" And he was like, "Who cares? I should have shot thirty times." Oh, man, he's just look the people that want to the people that want to say it was based on the last five games. Just it's not true at all. It was based on the whole year. He promises first he's going to come back and he seems to be at peace. And he's and then as the year went on, he just became a massive, massive douche. Um, and I'm thinking about what you said about Brad. The fact that it had to come out well, Brad doesn't like competition. Okay, why did it? How much confrontation was going on? Was Kyrie just trying to have fights with this guy every fucking day so that it finally had to be said, like, dude, look, I don't want this confrontation anymore. I'm tired of it. So then Kyrie said, okay, you don't want to deal with it. Well, then I'll just go to – like, do you see what I'm saying here? That tells me a lot about what was going on behind the scenes, that it got to a point where it became, look, Brad doesn't want to deal with confrontation. Like, it's just bizarre, man. It's like bizarre world. Like you said, IT – Gave the franchise everything he had. He had hip surgery. His sister died in a tragic car accident. She died. And this man was playing, what, two days later or a day later on a bum-ass hip. Kyrie never would have done any of that shit. Let's be honest here. Kyrie was very selfish. Now there's more and more rumors coming out, more and more stuff leaking about Kyrie's attitude. People said he's not fun to play with. He's not enjoyable People to play with. People hated him. He had to apologize to the team on a team plane. That's how bad it was. It was so bad. Kyrie's more concerned about fucking making new movies in Hollywood than he is playing basketball. Kyrie is just oh. Kyrie is LeBox, midget LeBox office with less, less numbers and no playoff success. That could be where he's headed, man. You know, it's, it's so, so weird that you guys have said that. I'm going to screenshot this. I want you to actually hear it. You probably heard the little click noise. I actually just screenshotted. As you guys were just saying that, I came across a picture of Kyrie in a Lakers jersey, man. 
I think that's an underrated spot that he could land is back with LeBron, which if that happens, he's going to be the most hated person in Boston. He might be, no matter where he goes, he's going to be hated. But could you imagine if he either goes to the Knicks or if he goes to the Lakers? He'll probably be more hated for going to, back to LeBron and the Lakers. Oh, my God, I would love that because I would just turn all my hatred towards LeBron and Kyrie on the same team again, and it would just be ex- absolutely excellent. God, Kyrie. You know what? Cavs fans were actually right. They they were talking about how Kyrie is like this and just a weirdo. And I was like, no, he's not a weirdo. He played for trash. He, you know, he. The reason they lost because they they had lost all those games before LeBron is because he was playing with trash. And then he comes to the Celtics, which they were like seven or eight deep, good team. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, like they, like people legitimately, like smart people, including me, thought they'd win over sixty games. And then they underachieve. And all year long, he's like, like I don't know what this clown is doing. He's probably lecturing at, at freaking Harvard and pursuing his PhD. Like, just all, sorts, just all sorts of cringe shit. Just cringe. Just, dude, Kyrie is just, uh, like I said, and it sucks so bad. But It sucks rooting leaves, for him. I just feel like, yeah, you know, I... I feel like he they, they need to hope that he comes back with a better attitude and all that, and like he'll put put this contract stuff behind him. Because if he leaves, man, it's just it's just gonna set them back a while. But you know, if that's what it comes to, I'm also willing to accept that. You know, if they go a youth movement, all right. You know, they'll probably still they'll probably win more games no matter what. If Kyrie doesn't come back, they'll probably still win more than 49 games next year, which is what they want for this team. This roster to only win 49 games, man. Like you said, you were thinking 60. They didn't even hit 50. I mean, just really just such a sad waste of a... I hate to say waste because I know I said recently, I actually tweeted that I didn't feel it was a wasted year because the... And I do believe this truth to this, that Jalen got an extra year under his belt. Tatum got an extra year under his belt, um, which is good. And it was probably a good thing for Brad. Brad got a taste of basically NBA douchebagness. I don't think he had dealt with that yet since he's been in the league. Well, Kyrie gave him a master class on dealing with NBA douchebags this year. Did Brad didn't coach Rondo, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I think did. maybe his yeah. his first year. Yeah, like uh, I want to say his first year, maybe. Yeah, he did. Um, like Coach Carlisle coaches for the Mavs. Rondo came over there and they fought, and ben, he actually oh, bad. Him benched him because he didn't take his you know how Rondo is didn't take a shit brad needs to step his game up dad brad weird celtics t- twitter was telling me that brad was the best coach in boston well, better than bill actually did good with rondo rondo wasn't a problem under brad he wasn't there for very long though yeah but- rondo was a guy that i hated uh never liked him at any point when he was yeah. in boston i used to always talk shit about him i used to use facebook a lot at that time and i used to talk shit about him all the time and say i hate rondo Boston Celtics fans just get so mad at me, like, I can't believe you don't like Rondo. He's the man. And I was like, nah, he's a fucking clown douchebag. I remember on their their finals, they lost to the Lakers. Somebody criticized. They were all talking shit to each other, basically, like they were talking about mistakes in a meeting. Somebody said something to uh, Rondo, and he threw a water bottle at the TV screen, broke it. Nobody heard from him for two days, and he showed back up. Nobody had heard from him until the day of the game, and he showed back up, like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? You ready to go out and beat the Lakers tonight? And... Rondo, I hated Rondo, man. Never liked him. I actually like Shit. Kyrie. I like Kyrie the player. But it just, uh, man, just super, super, super weird. 
Super Weird Celtics weird. Twitter, perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Like I like root, I like rooting for the Celtics and stuff, but like Celtics Twitter, man, bad. That place is that place is something else. How about Miss Samantha May? Can we talk about her tweet? I sure care. Oh God, oh my God. Yeah, I'm, she's I, a clown. I, I made fun of Kyrie for saying who cares because that's a very clown thing to say, but. She took it to the next level. I mean, come on, all regular season, uh, Elton and all them, they trolled me all year because I continually said this team feels like a second-round exit team. Got called an idiot. LB talking basketball, time to leave the chat. You know, like, hey, I'll never pretend like I'm an NBA expert. I just I use common sense when it comes to a lot of things in life, and the Celtics never once showed consistency all year. Langs, love Langs, but I won't forget all this. All year long, he said these games didn't matter. They were the most talented team talents all that matters when the playoffs come well the playoffs came they never once looked like that team all year they got their asses kicked in five games first the bucks all year everybody said nope regular season doesn't matter i continually said it does matter uh at some point in the regular season you have to show that you can win games which good teams in the nba at least have long stretches like the the warriors for instance they could they could come out this year and win 49 games and i'd still say yeah you know what this still might be able to win the championship people like oh well you know they suck no, because they've actually done it. They've won championships. They've shown me that they can win championships. Celtics never showed me that. So all year, Celtics got like Patriots treatment, like, oh, well, you know, they'll get into the playoffs and they'll be better. And I never understood what people base that off of at any point. Did you? I mean, you're a basketball coach. Did you ever see them at any point this year and say, boy, this team is going to win. They're going to win the East. No, but also Celtics Twitter defends Paul Pierce, who was caught looking at <laughs> What's the dude's name? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner's ass, as well as oh, saying, declaring the series over after one game. Paul Pierce is the biggest clown to ever walk planet Earth as a as uh, an analyst, even as a player. Like I like Paul Pierce. He'll when, cheer. when when Draymond said that you're not Kobe, that was the funniest thing of all time. Dude, I mean honestly, think about it. Draymond, I mean Draymond's clowning on you. I mean that's. If Draymond's clown out, you have issues. Let's be honest here. Dwayne Wade better. Weep. Weep, man. Weep. Oh, my God. Paul Pierce. The wheelchair thing was the most embarrassing moment for me ever as a Boston sports fan. I'm not even joking. Absolute embarrassment. And then he comes right back out like, yeah, let's do this. Fucking clown. Oh, my God. Oh, brother. LB, I'm going to get off here. It was good talking to you. I'm glad we could slander the Celtics as well as prop up our beautiful, handsome Stephon Gilmore. I wish I would have saw Isaiah win today, but he has a, has a restraining order against me <laughs> and somehow knew I was coming. You know, when you're down there, you'll actually see Patriots players sometimes. I used to see some when I'd go down there. Nah, they eat they, at the restaurants they, and shit. It's pretty cool. They, they made it. They made it sure I won't be seeing any of them. <laughs> Gotta keep this kid away from Isaiah. Especially Sony. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might kidnap Isaiah and he might murder Sony. <laughs> yeah. Can we have your Boston Bruins thoughts, LB? Oh my gosh. And, oh yeah, my he said god. About Bruins. Yeah, he already talked about the Bruins. What did he say? He said they were ass. There's no way they're winning the cup. Excuse me. I really believe they're gonna. He I said they're, they're gonna, gonna win the cup. <laughs> I, we, yeah, we were actually talking some good hockey the other day. Me, he and I were talking about Tim Thomas, and that was an awesome year, man. When Tim Thomas stood on his head, it was cool because um, there was this guy. I bet you Boris would 
would even know. My dad was talking to me about this goalie all those years ago and how he had stood on his head and carried his team to championships. And this was after like one game the Bruins had made to the playoffs. I said, you know, they won a game. I said, dad, you think they have a shot? He said, Hey, if Tim Thomas gets hot, you know, and he carries them for goalie, a goalie can stand on his head. He can carry a team to a championship. And it's really sometimes in hockey, it's that simple. I mean, goal, goal play is almost like defense in the NFL and, Ah, man, in other sports, you know, like there's always that thing, defense wins championships. A goalie can pretty much do that for you in the NHL, too, honestly. He can just shut teams out and you can win. I think that they need to win while you're there, too, because that'd be cool, man. Can you imagine going to a – would it be – would it work out in time where you could be going to another parade in Boston? It could work out that way. That would be dope, wouldn't it? This un- it would this, ca- this casual weekend things to do. I'm sure that if they won, Boris would be going to that parade. Yeah, he would, but it's sad. It's sad because not a sport. Oh. Just, right. just kidding. You're not waking up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, go Bruins, man. It'd be so cool if they won. I'm not a huge hockey guy anymore. Hey, go, I used Bru- to be hey, 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 go Bruins, kid. Go Bruins. <laughs> where's, my, where's my brush? Boston's a hockey town. Boston's a hockey town. It is. It's a hockey town, kid. Go Bruins. The fans are hardcore, man. I'll tell you that much. When they win championships, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'll be I'll be rooting for them, but I can't find the fucking puck because I have horrible eyesight and I don't know what's going on. Glasses on, coward. Yeah. Championship parade ever was the Bruins. Nope. 2011. Nope. Yes, over nope. two million people were at the parade. Nope. That's the biggest one Boston's ever had. Nope. Yes, it is. Nope. Statistically, the biggest one they've ever had. Nope. Yep. Nope. Football is king, but Bruins are a huge deal here. They really yeah. are. Yeah. It's... A lot of the okay. Let's be. I'm gonna be honest with you too, though. A lot of people only fucking care when the Bruins are winning too. Okay. Like, I'd probably go to the parade, and I don't even really watch that many games. I mean, I'm gonna gas it up if they win, dude. I'm gonna be like, Yo, Boston runs the world, and I'm gonna gas it up like I'm the biggest Bruins fan there is. And people are gonna fucking eat it up too. They're gonna be like, Yo, I didn't know you were a big hockey fan. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's my sport. I love hockey. It's my favorite sport, man. <laughs> Connor said someone called into sports radio the other day and just started saying, Tuka, 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 Tuka. And they just let him keep saying it. Yeah, they just like, he just like kept saying it. They didn't, they didn't hang up on him. I'm messing with my cat right now. I think he just farted. Football on Twitter because. That's the least weird Twitter. Mm. Like NHL Twitter, that's some weird shit, so I don't talk about NHL on it. NHL Twitter. Yo, where was Boris during these Dolphins Wars? I noticed he didn't fucking say shit. We were getting killed. Boris just sat back and let us get ass fucked. That's because his ass comes home every day and takes a nap. I don't <laughs> I took one Thursday. I was tired. He is tired. Good grief. You're good boy. All right, I'll be. I am definitely getting off this time. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually put on some Isaiah Wynn highlights. My sweet prince. I love you, Stefan Gilmore, and I love you, Ob and Connor. I love you too, buddy. All right. I love you too, Bryson. But Boris is the most handsome of the three of us. You didn't hear any of that. I heard it. He said I'm the most handsome. <laughs> he really heard that. Yeah. And I throw that right back at him. Ob is very handsome. Thank you, Boris.
I am feeling pretty good right now. Shit. All right, you know, I, I got to shut up, dude. Okay, Bryson, I you have a great night. It is past midnight. We just we just talked for a while here, man. You have a you have a great night, and hopefully we talk again soon, and we'll talk more Massachusetts, more Boston. All right, kid. We'll see you later. Okay, go Bruins. Bye.